Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. Five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? Welcome to the Classic Car Corner podcast, and I'm Jason Painter. Today with me is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and our special guest today is Jeff Hoon, and we are here today to talk about BMWs and specifically that of the M-Series. So um, thanks for joining us here today, Jeff. I'm glad to be glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the, the BMW, what model is it that you have right now? Uh... I have a E46 mm-hmm. M3. That's a 2002. Uh, my wife has a 2009 335 Coupe. We just got her. And then the other daily is a uh, 2002 BMW X5 with a uh, Denon upgrades. Nice. Some good toys. So now on the M series. Um, quick question on here. You can educate us on this. So I know that in history, uh, Mercedes owners have the AMG, and the AMG used to be these individually handcrafted vehicles that had the special seats, the special interior, but most importantly, they had all the special gearing and engineering and the handcrafted. Mm-hmm. And since then, it, I've heard more complaints that AMG is more of like a body kit. Uh, it's like a trim package. You get some performance in there, but it's not the individual like the guy has his name itched into the engine plate mm, of who right. made it so you can go back and say thank you lars i appreciate <laughs> that adolf so when you go to the m series is the m series anything like that maybe not adolf uh <laughs> france yeah, let's go to france yeah france is a great engine builder I, you know and so on on mercedes which i don't i don't know as well on it but it, it, there there is some of that in it and certainly there are some very high level amgs the black series i mean there there's some unbelievable autos they they still make and i think bmw is somewhat like that you know what they've kept the m series like the m3 the m4 the m5 i mean my gosh mm-hmm. there's so many numbers now but that's a whole nother conversation they've done very well with that on on keeping that pure now there's also the m sport that they seem to share with a lot of different cars and so what the m sport is you have the m sport suspension and and so you have like a a logo on a door sill or you have a logo on a shift knob or something you know that that still gives them the feel but but the pure m cars you know those will always have the m logos on the outside Mm. and that tells you that yeah it's still that engine that has higher standards that has the higher rev limit on it you know Mm. they the it's it's still truly the performance car that was originally designed to pretty much own the racetracks. I like how you mentioned the rev limit on there is that it, they increased the rev limit on those engines. So that way you can actually hurt it and not just hit that little rev. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> well, part, off. you know, part of what, what the, the concept was, was that when they originally uh, came up with M, basically you had to have at least, and, and I want to say, and, and uh, I, I, I could be proven wrong. But I think the original was like an 8,000 RPM, whereas, you know, usually the red line was going to be 6,000, 6,500. The M engines had to be able to run higher. They had mm-hmm. to be able to be, you know, really strung out and and 
endurable, uh, endurable, jeez, have uh, durable with great mm-hmm. endurance. I just want to put those two together. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> really, really speed up the conversation. I like to just make new contractions. But um, no, so it, it really was cool because you knew if you got into an M, it wasn't just a car with a different set of springs. Mm-hmm. You had a unique engine only to that car. A true, let's take it to the track car. Yeah, exactly. Change the tires exactly. out and let's take it on the, the concept track. of the Change M3, the and, and I've had the um, immense pleasure of being able to take mine out on Mid-Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, the BMW, the um, Buckeye. Oh, wow. Um, BMW Club up in Ohio rented out the track a couple times. And to have an instructor sitting with me, we've got a helmet on, we've got our, our earphones on, we're, we're sitting there talking. To have someone take me through and truly see what the, the car could do is amazing. In fact, here's here's where I, I really found the most value in it. <clears throat> when I was probably 17 or something, 78 Camaro, as light of a butt on that car as you could possibly have, going down US 42, hydroplaned, went across four lanes of traffic, uh, went sideways into a guardrail. Thank goodness I was blessed that no cars were coming at me. Everything was fine. Car got a pretty good punch. Oh, yeah. But... You know, as that was at 17 years old, at 45 years old, when I first went to the track, you know, I would still get white knuckled in rain because I was always terrified of that um, hydroplaning again. Sure enough, the uh, first day of track time, I go out, it's pouring rain. And so I thought, well, you know, they're going to cancel this. They're like, all right, everybody get to your car. So I get to my car, I put on my little headset, I put on my my uh, helmet and my instructor's not there and I just hear, you know, I can hear myself (laughs) and I'm thinking, okay, this instructor's going to get in, hear me panting in terror and get the heck out. We're not going to do this. And he goes in and it's like, all right, so let's, let's get going. So we, you know, get onto the track, we get onto the the back straight and he goes, okay, now see how the water is like pouring across the track. Make sure you really hit that, you know, at a good 90 degree angle. You'll be fine. <laughs> so, you know, so now we're, we're, you know, we go around and we, we get to the first side. He's like, all right, let's get up to speed. And there was a, uh, an E39 540 in front of me and just, whoop, there went the back end, spins, goes out into the grass. We won't continue the heavy panting in the microphone here, but um, we keep getting up to speed. And to shorten the story, basically we got up to speed, got comfortable, had a spectacular drive. And since then, I can't tell you how much more confident I am. I'm confident because I could see what the, you know, what a car really could do in rain. And I really found out what that car could do that I drive on a daily basis. And I'm a huge proponent of, you know, people doing those driving schools. You Mm -hmm. really do learn skills that, that help you on a daily basis, be a safer, more confident driver. That's great. And this was sponsored by BMW. Is that correct? Yeah, that one, one of them was by the, um, Buckeye. BMW okay. club, great mm. club, such, mm. such a great group. And you would have classroom instruction between each session. And mm. then the other one we actually did was uh, the Porsche club up there. Okay. And same thing, instructors will get in with you. And um, I just, I, I can't say enough about those organizations and those programs mm-hmm. as well. Now, are you in a BMW club here in Louisville? I was in the Bluegrass Bimmers. Um, I, I'm not very active, to be honest with you. Um, but... Um, but it's a group that we've, we've done a couple of drives with them or whatever, and uh, it's another good group. All right. So you just hit a key word here I'm going to have to uh, uh, play on. You said the word Bimmer. So uh. <laughs> um, for, for those who follow the www.gdherring.com blog that I write, um, the word Bimmer is actually what car guys who uh, talk to other BMW car owners – 
call them. A lot of people say, oh, hey, nice Beamer. Yep. Well, guess what? Beamers are the BMW motorcycles. motorcycles. Exactly. The Bimmer is the car. And so if you go up to somebody and say, hey, man, that's a nice Bimmer, they're going to know that you know your stuff. So just for whatever that's worth. <laughs> no, it's funny. I, I did yep. not even yep. think about it. It's yep. become yep. probably because of my dad busted me on it so many times. Oh, did he? So, yep. Yeah. It, He's it, not going to get it, me on it, this it, podcast. It, there you go. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So another, you know, just educate people, the M in BMW, M, uh, the M series stands for motorsport, mm -hmm. correct? Right. And so it was interesting that in this blog that I did, um, you know, Blue, I guess, stands more for BMW, and red stands for motorsport, and the combination of the two colors together equal that violet-purple color. Mm -hmm. So that's why you see the red, purple, and blue um, on the grills, the kidney mm -hmm. um, of, yep. of the BMW. So I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah, too. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It's, yep. it's cool. Yep, yep. And another thing, too, a lot of people associate uh, an airplane propeller as part of the emblem, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a so, but the realities are, it's um, it's part of the the Bavarian flag coat of arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, they took the quadrants on. So, uh, for whatever that's worth, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of cool history with it. The um, the history, and when, and when you really look at with with, I mean, the the Mercedes and and the BMW of it, of of how far back you go into. Mm -hmm. Motorsports and automotive history yep. or whatever. I mean, they're 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 fascinating to me. So pop quiz, Jeff. Oh no. Do you know who developed the BMW? Well, what Nate off bronze? <laughs> no, they, he built the engines. So. <laughs> it was the engines. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, I do not. So Rap. His name was Rap. No. Yeah, absolutely. R A P P. Sure. I'll believe you. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to Google you after this. It, it, All right, John, kick him a beat. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. I'm not much of a rapper, oh, so no. <laughs> I'll refrain from that. There you go. No, I think candy wrappers. Well, so so BMW actually was making airplane engines back in the World War One, right? And it mm -hmm. was the Treaty of Versailles that pro prohibited them to carry on with their initiatives of uh, building aircraft engines, and so they decided to do it. You know what? We're going to start start working on cars, and they designed their car, and that's how that came around. They did a hell of a job. They did. They really did. So so. Uh, everybody's going to want to know uh, how fast have you taken your BMW? Hypothetically speaking. No, no, no. On the track. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. No, on the track. I can say Very that because, good. Yes. because on the track. It, I, I, you know, when I every podcast I've ever been on, I've been honest. I mean, this is that's a, fair. This is the first. So I mean, we we, we <laughs> now we do have a section in our show called Hypothetically Speaking. Well, we may have talked about hypothetically what would you do, what would cut our car possibly do. Now it was it was uh, on Mid Ohio it was 136 on the back straight. And what's what's fascinating about that is that was the only time you were relaxed on the track because it was a straightaway, mm -hmm. so the speed doesn't really matter. And again, the way the cars are built, you know, you don't you don't notice it's it's going through the curves and the braking and hitting the right braking points and doing the right turning point. You know, it's literally exhausting. When um, when I did the, the the very first session, you would go out three times a day, thirty minutes at a time with your instructor, and then you'd go back for classroom study, <clears throat> and then you could ride with your instructor later, which was great. You really got to you know see what they were talking about as they did it right. And so for the for the last session of Sunday. My instructor came out and he said, I'm going to sign you off to go solo so you can go out, drive by yourself, you know, and, 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 and all of these are still very uh, supervised and you've got, you know, track officials watching. You can't pass unless the person in front of you puts their arm out the window to let you go by. So there's no, you know, cutting and right. diving or whatever. But anyway, he, uh, what was interesting is he said, now you have no idea how 
tired you are after two days of this. So I'm going to let you know. Take it out there. Go full boogie. Go at it and enjoy yourself. But if you find yourself missing your breaking points, make, missing your turning points, take it down about 80%. And if you catch yourself doing it a second time, get off the track. Because you, you just don't know how tired you are. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So we do it. My dad's behind me. Uh, I take off. <clears throat> flying around the track and I'm a couple laps in I look back and my dad is right behind me um and I was like wow I all of a sudden I I didn't even realize how much I had slowed down and it was it was that emotional Mm -hmm. exhaustion um and I literally was not driving nearly as crisp and and hot as it was on it so it uh when you look at these guys racing and I know we're kind of fading to a whole nother world on it but it just you, you don't really appreciate the, the guys who do this high-performance racing, how, how much they're able to really do all this. Now, I've got to ask you, because this is a very important question. When it comes to on that part of the track, how long did your dad say, I was trying to get you to get the hell out of the way? <laughs> no. Come on, wave me around. <laughs> so what, what here's, here's the actual story, which is great. So his, he still had his instructor in the car with him, and uh, his instructor didn't realize it was me in front of him. So the instructor goes, what is with this guy? What, what is with him slowing down so much? My dad thought it was me posing for the GoPro that I put in the grill of his car <laughs> trying to get a really cool video. So my dad's like, yeah, look at Good him excuse. Slowing, slowing down so that, that uh, we can do a really cool video on it. And uh, no, I was the moron that the instructor was <laughs> referencing that was so tired and didn't realize it that he'd slow down on it. Interesting. So let me change gears here. So Gears, nice. As far as uh, your BMWs and the ones you've driven um, – what is your favorite uh, M series and why? I have only I've only driven a couple of them. Um, I love my M3 because it was the last normally aspirated. Um, it's very much a purist car. It you you very much feel it and you know it. Now my wife's is like I said she's got a remember the right numbers here e92 is the is the coupe 2009 so it's the twin turbo six cylinder and it is absolutely a screamer so i can only imagine like the next level that must be in the m version of that one on it um which actually i had i had a friend let me drive theirs but you know basically to burger king and back in a very super (laughs) (laughs) manner but um you know it's uh i i really do personally like the older ones i'm Technology is a big factor. Don't don't get me wrong, but I I, I still kind of go back to give me. I, I'm absolutely all about the manual. Um, I, I'm not great at SMG. You know the the little paddle shifters. Yeah, I end up doing the rev limiter just like right. you were talking about all the time. So give me a good manual. Give me give me a good feel to it. And and it, it's like I said, kind of the purest concept. Yeah, I've only driven a BMW once. Uh, as a friend of mine, it was, uh, I think it was a 535. Um, it was an automatic and you know i'm not a big bmw guy Mm -hmm. um but it was fun to drive the car and the thing that i liked the most was the sound the sound of Mm -hmm. the engine and the cab uh something about the bmw engine uh it it just sounded mean and it was a pretty sporty car but i do all bmws have that internal that special sound that only you get from bmw i mean so there's obviously a lot of different engines, a lot of different sounds. Obviously, the tuning on them is mm-hmm. great. So you bring up an interesting point. I read an article about one of the newer 7 Series, and this probably was 10 years ago by the time. You know, everything seems like yesterday. But 
they had got to the point where the cars were so well insulated, so, you know, so much sound deadening and all that kind of stuff that they literally realized they had taken away the ability to hear the car. Right. And so they would electronically pump engine noise in through the speaker system. I heard and I that. Was like, what a bizarre concept that like, you know, Hans is over there so busy trying to deaden the sound and Franz is like, I cannot hear the engine anymore. <laughs> right. so, you know, I mean, what, 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 a, what a bizarre this. concept. But um, yeah, you know, the M's, the M's have different exhaust. You know, they, they have, uh, so they're going to be louder. They're going to have their own noise, whatever. But it just fascinated me that they got to the point of trying to make them so plush then all of a sudden they realize, oh, shoot, we lost the whole concept yeah. of this performance. I get the sound deadening in luxury cars, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, when you buy a sport sedan or a sport car, you want to hear it. You want to hear the engine. Everybody. You want to, you know, want to hear that exhaust. You want to hear the engine. You want to yeah. feel it, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, to me, that's what I like in sports cars. Yep. Uh, just to hear and feel the engine yep there's a certain exhaust there's a certain thing about the exhaust note of a car mm-hmm. that determines how heavy your foot's going to be and once you get behind a sports car that has that throttle mm-hmm. that little gurgle when you let off of it you just want to hear that again yeah. <laughs> you want to hear it and you want to hear it under an overpass and you mm-hmm. want to hear it just you want to pass somebody with the windows down she says Did you hear this too? <laughs> well, <laughs> well you, you talked about the amg earlier and i had a a customer not too long ago that actually traded in uh, an AMG C something, whatever. I, I don't know those numbers nearly as well. But to your point, when you got off the got off the gas, it crackled like crazy. And so I had to run it over to, to Lexus that we were delivering it to. And I can't tell you exactly to that point how many times I'd accelerate and just <laughs> crackle, crackle, crackle. And right. and just just being a goof, um, on the on my M three when it's hot weather outside for whatever reason it's it's built when it starts, it, it kind of does this uh, kind of rev. It's like a ring, 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 you know, and, and it, as it warms up and I told my dad about it and uh, he's like, Oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. So one day we went wherever and I, I, I had him drive my car and uh, I came, I came outside and I kind of waited for him to come get me. And so I heard him start the car and I heard it doing it and I noticed him just sit there for a minute. So I just stood waiting and then finally <laughs> it leveled out and he backed up and he came and got me and I said, you weren't going to get me until it stopped making the cool noise. Where he goes, no, no, you could sit there for an hour until that thing stops. So <laughs> he he absolutely, as you can tell, gave me my love of cars. That's oh, that's neat. So um, so my son has the E ninety one, the little station wagon. Yeah. Um, it has self adjusting valves, and I think one of the problems, if uh, actually it's probably not a problem, it's just a, a, a characteristic of the BMWs the, is the lifter tick. And so, does your M series? Do you know when you turn it on? Do you hear the lifters on it? Um, you know, clicking and clacking, or are they? Is it pretty smooth sounding? Or? Yeah, no, it's okay. still it's still smooth. Okay, <laughs> I took it to a shop the other day, and they said uh, they they heard something a little abnormal uh, in the timing chain, and. Um, but for about five thousand dollars, they could check that all out and make oh, sure yeah. it's there. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, it didn't sound nearly as abnormal. To me. <laughs> right but now, to uh, see that goes yeah. to the whole thing that I've heard that uh, you go to YouTube, you watch a lot of mechanics that work on a lot of high performance cars, and they're finished working on a BMW, and they're like, "This thing is now set; it's ready to go." And by the way, if you want to buy one of these, I'll tell you a thousand reasons why you should never buy a BMW. <laughs> Don't ever do it. Why is that? There's two sides. If you own a BMW, you need to have a mechanic you truly trust. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I've had a couple of folks, so I've, I've got a service advisor, um, Adam Giles, who's actually over at BMW of Louisville now. And to give an idea where he was previously, I once called from Cincinnati when I had a problem. And I said, hey, here's what the car's doing. I took it to the BMW dealership. They told me it's going to be this $5,000 Vanos repair, you know, come on. And, and I described it, and he said, yeah, it, that actually sounds like exactly what it is. And I said, all right, well, I'd rather you guys work on it because I have total faith in you. And he said, um, he's like, well, okay. <clears throat> I said, but here's my question. I can drive it, but obviously is, you know, missing 70% of its power. So I can't tow it back to Louisville. That would be, you know, a, a fortune, but is it safe enough to drive? And so he gave me kind of his official, well, you know, you can, but you know, one of the things you think about blah, blah, blah. And, and so where I'm going with this is I finally said, Adam, if it was your car, would you bring it home? And he sighed and he goes, yeah, that's it. That's all I need to know. So, you know, it's it's when you have that kind of trust in the mechanic and, and somebody you build that relationship mm -hmm. with, uh, then they're fantastic. And they will run forever. Now, I'm not going to say that they're going to be inexpensive, you know, and, and a lot of the repairs, they are more expensive. Um, I do tons of car work myself, you know, on a 69 Camaro. I've taken out the engine, put a new suspension in and all this kind of stuff. I don't change the oil on the in the M3. It's such a pain on it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess getting around to kind of the original question on it, you know, they will run forever for you. They'll be faithful as can be, but they are not going to be as inexpensive as a, you know, a Volkswagen or a Buick. Yeah. I'll challenge you on both a Volkswagen and a Buick. I have both a Touareg and an Anglais. Yeah. <laughs> and both of them would make me say, oh, I should have just got a Porsche or a BMW. <laughs> All in perspective. All in perspective. But, no, you're absolutely right. Once you find a good mechanic that you trust, uh, it, I think sometimes the bad news is a little easier to come yeah, by. Yeah, exactly. But I guess it just goes, goes, goes hand in hand that if you're going to get an M-series track car, performance-level car, there's a certain level of higher level maintenance that you're dealing with on that. Not just, uh, boy, this car is just a high maintenance car. It's a track car. It's intended to be used in a high performance environment. Think about it. Maybe you don't need an M series. If you're going to buy something like this, if you want something that's just sporty, there's something else out there that's going to match it. If you're looking for a low maintenance thing, but for what you have, you're getting a, an M series. You, it, it's kind of like if you can't afford the gas, yeah. you maybe shouldn't get the car. Because the MC, I mean, if you want a pure driving, I mean, what's the BMW slogan? The ultimate driving right. machine? Right. Yeah. That's what you're getting into in a BMW, yeah. I think. I yeah. kind of question whether the M stood for motorsports or money. Because <laughs> can, we can really charge people for, for this one. So there, there's there's a reason that money starts with an M on it. But, uh, but Motorsports cost money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The, 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 M, the M keeps going. There's a, uh, there's a spectacular group up in Cincinnati, Enthusiast Auto, Enthusiast Auto Group. And it was started by a few guys in college that were in the BMWs that started collecting them, started selling them, and then they are nationally known. If you look at the BMW Club magazine and the, the uh, national classifieds, it literally said it'll reference this car was at Enthusiast Auto. I mean, they they become you know the the pinnacle. But anyway, I went there once when I was I had my 540 and I was thinking about getting a a three series and I didn't really think I could afford the M3, so I was looking at this special edition called the ZHP. The ZHP was um, this is where we really get into BMW nerd talk. ZHP was a performance package put onto the E46s that basically took the M engine from the previous generation, the E36, 
put it in the E46 body and put a little bit different of a, a body package and suspension on it, but it wasn't quite up to the standards of the new M, if you will. Mm -hmm. So it was it was like a M light. But um, when I went to enthusiasts and spoke to them, they were funny. I, I talked about my M and, and, you know, well, I was thinking about this. And they said, if you're not thinking about buying one, then do not drive it. Here's the ZHP. Have a great time in it. And if it works, great. If not, go. But they probably said, because if you do it, you're going to want it. And I, I really just respected those guys that said, if you're not really considering or you can't really afford it, don't drive it. And then you'll you know, torture yourself. Later, I did and I bought it. So. so I've got a quick, just benign question here because I know certain like special lines, like an M series line, it may only be only available in four colors. But it seems, I was doing some looking up on this, that an M-Series is available in 49 colors. <laughs> BMW's gotten really happy with the number of cars and blendings. Now, they do a lot of cool specialty colors that you can only get an M in, mm -hmm. which, which is kind of cool on it. But, no, if you want it, don't make it. It's just, it's just interesting because, you know, you think limited edition car, we only have these special colors that are only for this car. And I thought... Boy, I bet there's only going to, I'm going to ask Jeff this question and I'm going to look it up and there's only going to be three colors, just like the flag. And they're like, no, it almost seems like if you want, if you bring in a swatch, we'll put it together for you. <laughs> well, I'm under the assumption that if I'm going to spend a hundred grand and up on a vehicle, I think they should get it in any damn color I want. <laughs> plaid. <laughs> plaid. If yeah. I want it in plaid, they'll make it in plaid. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All you need is that M for money. <laughs> That's right. How about that? So, uh, how many M's have you owned then? I'm sorry. Well, I've only owned the only owned the M3. Other okay. other ones have had like, yeah. like hers has the M suspension. The the X5 is cool. I bought it from a shop, and a guy had put a lot of the Denon. So Denon is a, an aftermarket proms company. So they put. Um, Software upgrades. So it's got like a Sage 3 software upgrade, their supercharger, their exhaust. So that's the other other really cool thing with BMW is there's and and I mean with Mercedes and Volkswagen has a wonderful following in terms of aftermarket performance, all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. but Dean and puts together some just spectacular things. And it, and what's amazing too is is you know when I talk about the six nine Camaro, you you do all these monstrous projects to upgrade them, whereas on some of these new performance imports you plug in your laptop sit there for 15 seconds and suddenly 30 horsepower has right. appeared in your car and right. you know and it's it's even gotten to where you can put a little um, box on it and flip the switch so it goes back to to factory performance so they don't know you did it and then so you get all your warranties and then as you pull out of the garage you flip the switch and suddenly 30 <laughs> horsepower appear and you go you go Pretty. flying off which is amazing no amazing. that's great amazing. that's great now you had done some work i think you said on your car and you noticed that uh, a lot of the parts even undercarriage were stamped with the m is that right oh yeah so one of the things that that i i, I thought I, I continue to be impressed with with the m series is where i was putting uh, rear brakes on it and nothing exciting and sure enough take off the wheel and there's the M logo on the brake caliper and you don't expect that because you can even see it through there whatever but then as i'm going into it and the the light goes across there's the M logo embossed on one of the suspension pieces so <laughs> you know it's it's just funny for the the guys that'll just you know slap an M logo on the back of the car uh look suddenly it's an m the the undercarriage all the the little details in it i mean it just it just continues to amaze me the the refinement I yeah. guess I would say. So, oh, so speaking of slapping the M on the back, as I'm sure some younger folks have done, um, 
just to make their Beamer be cool. Bimmer. 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 So Bimmer. I did. I say Beamer. Uh, I stand corrected. I apologize for that. On their on their Bimmer. So at face value, when you when you see an M on the back of a BMW, is there any other markings or uh, trim that you can tell that distinguishes is there a true M or did somebody go to AutoZone and buy the yeah. M sticker and throw on the back of it? Add a few portholes. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are the fender flares not? Um... Yeah, so friends, yeah, exactly. So like on my E46, the the body actually the the fenders are flared out it's a wider stance i mean it's it's literally a different body on the car well, at, at, the the hood has the power bulge on it so yeah um multiple cues there's you 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 talk about the m front end i mean there's a whole front end on it diff, diffusers so no they're they're very good about giving them very unique um body pieces right. looks and, and all those kind of things so yeah costs a lot more to to jack up <laughs> right that's why they go to AutoZone and buy the, <laughs> right. the m to put on <laughs> exactly which is still cool i mean you know don't don't get me wrong i'm i'm, I'm not one of the peers that, that throws his nose up on it hey whatever somebody does to, to enjoy it i mean seeing it i i was talking to uh, one of the younger guys that the uh lot just today in fact and he looked and he goes oh six speed wow you know i, I don't even know how to drive one of those like, <laughs> that's upsetting <laughs> that that in itself is saying something on it but you know whatever it takes to get him excited about it i you know i i joke and, and this was one of my um dad's comments to my mom years ago and I, and I used the same thing hey it's you know sitting around playing with the car you know working in the garage getting something done whatever it's it's if if that's how i want to spend a time versus going out trying to uh you know corral the woman or go out drinking with the boys or whatever you know it's it's a it's a great way to spend time something like this hanging out with friends talking about the cars you know jason had his you know uh block party you know more of the engine block right. party of just literally sitting around here talking about cars and um you know whatever it takes for somebody to to enjoy it i, I think it's fantastic so i love the the m the pinnacle of that but the the most basic one Still cool stuff, and if that's what it takes for somebody to get get kind of excited about it, then uh, more power to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so my my son, as you know, has a, a little entry, yeah, '06 BMW, and um, uh, that car is actually a very fun car to drive. It's very um, uh, very responsive. Mm -hmm. Slash, uh, you can also the, on the suspension, it's extremely tight. Mm -hmm. It's very responsive in steering. Very little body roll in that car, and it's it's a little station wagon for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, those um, the, the it's it's the X drive, and so it's um, you know it's great. It's been a great little car. You know, little quirky things happen to those things. Uh, of but, course, makes them special. That's right. But the realities are, I mean, it, it, engineering the the quality when you shut the door, it's a not a click. You know. Yeah. So. so uh, but we feel good with him in that vehicle, and, and uh, it's, it's it's been a it's been a good car for him. So, yeah, they're they're solid, safe cars. You, it's interesting. A, a very good friend of mine, he just he actually just bought a Z4, absolutely adores it. I mean, the the, the car is amazing. It's a good looking car. It's fun. It's it's got an amazing exhaust on it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, back to the exhaust note, how much fun that is. So mm -hmm. anyway, uh, the other day he actually traded in his sport ute for a little bit older, 
uh, X3 BMW, you know, oh, small okay. small yep. SUV, and, mm-hmm. and he was kind of questioning, uh, is this one kind of, you know, is, is the X3 kind of a girl's car, not as manly, you know, big sport you to whatever, and uh, he drove it a few days, and then they called me, he goes, you know, I just, every time I get in it, I love it. He said, I, I get what your thing is about the BMWs, because it's a little sport you, but it you feel like you're driving it. It's not right. just a, a mode to get to the, the grocery and back. I mean, he said right. you literally feel it driving. It's yeah. got a perk to the engine. Right. It's it's a lot more fun. And that's yeah. my wife. I, I certainly would not consider a quote car person. But when she switched for her sport you to the 335, you know, she even said, I, I feel like I have to drive this car. Um, I can't just sit there with my hand on the steering wheel and kind of float around. Right. You, you actually drive it. And, um, and that's another thing that I think is cool. It, it connects you to the road, if, mm-hmm. if you will, on it. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us here oh, today. Yeah. We're, we are out of time, but uh, uh, thank you for joining us here at the Classic Car Corner. Join us next time with special guests to talk about their experience and their cars and the enjoyment that it, they have brought them. And please like our Facebook page, Classic Car Corner Podcast, and give us um, a like and a review. And um, that would be very much appreciated. So until next time, heavy motoring from the Classic Car Corner podcast. <laughs>